We're introducing a brand new series today entitled Seasons. And today we're going to talk specifically about understanding times and seasons. In this series, I hope and I pray that we will learn that seasons are a normal process of life. We talk about the word seasons. Seasons or season is a period of time when things happen. It's that time that there's usually a starting point and there is a ending point. And as we all are aware, all of us are going through various types of seasons in our lives. And this is how life evolves. This is what God has ordained. We go through seasons of joy. We go through seasons of happiness, prosperity, fruitfulness. And then there are seasons of pain, seasons of loss, seasons of heartbreak, seasons of lack, seasons of waiting. Anybody likes to wait. And seasons of trusting. Now, how we respond in these seasons can shape our destiny in a positive or a negative way. Case in point, for an example, the children of Israel, that when the, from the moment that God brought them out of the land of Egypt, God took them through various seasons. In those seasons, they had to learn how to trust God, as God has said, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God then took them through a variety of seasons or tests, if you will, where they had to learn how to trust God. They went through seasons of lack. Uh, they went through seasons of joy. They went through seasons of challenge. And because many of them didn't respond in the right way, not only did their season get extended, but some of them never made it to where God was trying to take them. As a nation, they made it, but some of the people didn't make it because their response to the seasons that they were encountering wasn't what it should be. Now, I want us to understand something about seasons. And my, my hope is that that will embrace this whole idea of seasons and, and what it really means. And, and, that, and that when you're going through various seasons in life, it, it's, it's so important to understand that, that, that God is still the, the, the captain of your life. That God is still leading our lives. And in fact, a, in order for a farmer to gain a harvest, he must have seasons, right? A good farmer. If a farmer is going to get a harvest, he has to have seasons. I grew up in the country. And so in the country, we had a bunch of cornfields, collard greens, and all kind of stuff. And this is kind of like my, my life. This is how I grew up. But there was a season of planting. Season, usually springtime, we're planting. Summertime, we're watering. We're cultivating. We're pruning. We're getting things ready. And then come fall time, there is time for the harvest. But how many know that no farmer plants and harvests in the same season? You don't plant and you don't harvest in the same season. In fact, from the time you begin to plant, there is 
Some things that must happen before you reach the point of harvest. And so it is in our lives as believers. See, Genesis 8.22, I love this verse. And I want you to catch this principle because it is, it is a principle that you got to understand. It got to sink into your spirit because it is a principle of the earth and how God structured things. But it says in Genesis 8.22, it says this, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. All right? Now get that. So he says in Genesis 8.22, while the earth remains, these seed time and harvest, cold winter, summer, day and night shall not cease. In other words, this is a principle of how things are going to work, not just in the natural sense of planting for different crops and that kind of thing, but also in a spiritual sense. If you remember, uh, the Apostle Paul says something like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He talks about how that one planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. When Jesus was on the earth, when he was a paralleling, when he was drawing parallels between life and, and agricultural terms, he, he did it all the time. He talked about when a farmer goes out to plant and, and, and they plant seeds and, and, and how that, that farmer expects to get a harvest, some 30, some 60. So throughout the text, throughout the Bible, you see that, that, that the Apostle Paul, even Jesus, down through the, new, the, down through the epistles, the Apostle Paul, they kept using these agricultural terms to explain spiritual principles. And so it is today. In other words, church, God has ordained seasons in order for us to experience the blessing of harvest. All of us are gaining. Is anybody believing God for a harvest of something? Come on, raise your hand. You believe in God for a harvest. So in order to get a harvest, you've got to go through seasons. And watch this, church. Hmm. Seasons sometimes can be very challenging. We'll talk about that here in a moment. We just read the passage and we'll, we'll elaborate. But if we're going to get to where we are believing God for, if we want the blessing, if we want the harvest of whatever it is that, that, that God is doing in your life, then we all must understand that there are some things that we're going to have to do in order to get there. We're going to have to trust God. In fact, understanding your seasons will keep you from making mistakes and unwise decisions in your life. There have been a lot of people that have made some foolish mistakes because they didn't understand their season. Because sometimes we, we forget, you know, we get upset, we get emotions, we, we get emotional, you know, we're dealing with different things and, and we get impatient. Anybody ever get impatient? And, and, and you don't like what you're going through, you don't like the situation, so you decide, I'm going to take matters into my own hand. I, I want out of this, I don't want to do this or that. And the whole time God is saying, no. Has anybody ever went through something, you jumped out of it, only to find that God took you right back to it because he wants you to get that lesson? Anybody ever had that happen to them? So how many know that God will teach you? <laughs> And God is, and, and the good thing is, the Bible says that God works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I need to, I need to see seasons as, 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 my, uh, as my opportunity. Season is my springboard toward my destiny. Whether the seasons are good or whether the seasons are bad. In fact, understanding your season, I'm going to say this, that understanding your seasons will keep you when all hell is breaking loose in your life. <laughs> you 
You know, when you know, how many when you had a when you had a moment of time, you got things happening in your life. And the only thing that keeps you anchored is knowing. And we, my old pastor used to say this and, and he used to say, this too shall pass. Anybody ever heard that? In other words, this is this is just a season. I got to go through this right now. But no matter how bad it is, this too shall pass. Why? Because as things are always evolving. But the, but the question then becomes, what is the character of the believer as we go through the various seasons of life? What, what, what is the character? How do you respond? How many know that God is more concerned about the journey than the destination? Are y'all hearing me? God is more, God is more concerned about, about the journey, the process, than he is about the destination. We, by default. Naturally, we want the destination. We see where we want to go, and all we want to do is get there. One of the problems I have, my, my wife used to jump on me about this because I'm one of those persons when I used to drive. Some brothers might, might still do this, but, you know, when I'm trying to get somewhere, I don't like to make a whole lot of stops. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I like to go get in the car, and I'm like, how many hours does the GPS say for me to get there? Right. And I'm trying to make sure that I get, I mean, I want to, and well, we just stop, and I'm like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to smell the roses. I don't want to go look at this. I want my destination. And that is how we are. We just want the destination. But God is saying, no, you need to slow down because there's some revelation. There's some things that you're going to learn, some things that you need in order to enjoy and really thrive in whatever it is that God is calling each and every one of us to. So we understand that he's calling us to something. Now, that was my introduction. All right, so let's talk about the sovereignty of God. Now, we all know that God is sovereign, everybody in this room. If your theology is right, you understand the sovereignty means that God is, he's in control, that God is running things, and I'm putting this in layman's terms, that God is the CEO, the the head man, the chief of all things. He's He's running the whole thing. But I want to talk about God's sovereignty in the context of seasons, because sometimes our reality clash with our theology. And oftentimes when reality clashes with our theology, that is when we that is when if we're not careful, um, you know, our reality will begin to trump our theology. And, and we forget that God really is who he says he is, because at this moment, all I know is I'm going through this season. And sometimes if you're not careful, when you're going through certain seasons in life, you will shut God out. Watch it. Say with me now. You, you'll, sh- you'll start saying things. You'll start talking in a way that, you know, that, 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 that you're not believing and standing in faith. Because how many know that life sometimes hits you so hard? Man, I mean, life, can, life has a way of hitting you so hard that if you're not careful, <laughs> you'll find yourself backsliding in some things. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Just, just stepping backwards when you should be moving forward. So when I talk about the, the sovereignty of God, I want to talk about it in the context, the context of seasons. Because why did I say that? Because God is still God in the midst of whatever season that you find yourself in. So first point I want to say is that God owns it all. Now, something that we all say 
and I believe in, in Christian circles, man, we, we all say it. But here's the question. Do we all walk in it? You follow me? We all say God owns it all, but do we walk like we realize that he owns it all? The Bible says in Psalm 24, 1, it says, uh, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Watch this. Oh, gosh. The fullness thereof and the world and those that dwell in it. Powerful. For he is founded upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Watch this. For every, and then Psalm 50, verse 10 through 12. Look at this. He says, for every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. You like the hunt? It all belongs to God. Know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. And, and watch this. And then he goes on to say, and if I were hungry, it's almost like God throwing a little punch in there. Like, hey, if I were hungry, I would not tell you for the world is mine and everything in it. Now, why is that so important that we understand that? Number one is because it's, it's his creation, it's his rules, and watch this. He is in control of it all. And God is my father, or in my, I like to use the term Abba Father, he's my daddy. And watch this. So here's, here's a term, here's how you need to understand that. Your daddy owns it all. You know, when I was a kid, it was, it was clearly understood that if mama, you know, and my, parents, I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, when I, I, listen, I went out and I bought a new car recently. But you talk to my kids, they all say, we got a new car. Now, they, they ain't paid a dime. Parents, y'all know what I'm talking about? They, we got to do, y'all see, we got a new house. We got, I'm like, wait, wait, what is, where does we come in at? Because they're my children, right? And so they, so they know they inherit what I have. They know that we're all one. This, see, how many know God says, I own the earth. I own everything. Watch this. Therefore, the Bible says, the meek shall inherit the what? Earth. Church, are y'all hearing me? Since my daddy owns it all, guess who else owns it all? Are y'all, y'all staying with me, right? All right. Now watch this. Now, not only that. But he has predetermined our days and our boundaries. Talking, we're still talking about the sovereignty of God. It says in Psalm 139, verse 16, your, for, uh, your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed, and in your book they were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. God has already numbered our days. In other words, God knows what we will experience, and God knows the seasons that we all will go through. Now, here's the comfort about seasons, and particularly those difficult seasons. Even though sometimes things happen in our lives that we don't expect, or we're going to get hit blindsided, can I remind you of something? Even though you might have been surprised, God is never blindsided about anything. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God is never, it's never a moment where God was like, oh, oh, I ain't, I ain't see that one coming. <laughs> that's what we do. But God, God never, God is not, that's, that's not where he is. Acts 17, 26, listen to this. It says, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And he has determined, watch this, their pre-appointed times. This is God. 
like Ephesians says, that we were, we were, Ephesians says we were preordained, predetermined, that's what that means, pre-appointed times and the boundaries of our dwellings. Now, if you are a believer, you love Jesus, watch this. God has set our boundaries, watch this, where we live, you know, where you were born, we're no accident. How many know there's no accident, no accidents with God? I know somebody, maybe your parents said you was an accident, but not in God's eyes. You were not an accident. <laughs> parents ever get upset sometimes. Well, I don't, no, no, you're not an accident. You are destiny. You are purpose. He has made from every, every nation dwell on the face of the earth and determined and pre-appointed at times and their boundaries. God has set, God has determined where we live, where we sleep, where we worship, where we go to church, relationships, everything. How I many know God, God is intimately acquainted with all of your ways? God, God is aware. He's watching over all the details of your lives. As the scripture says, says that every hair on your head is numbered. Now, for me, where the, where the little, they're, they're little pockets, God knows where all the pockets are because I don't have that right now. But y'all get that. So watch this. And watch this. God controls all things. We, we said that a moment ago, but listen to this. I, I, want to, I want to reemphasize it with this particular verse. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, it says this. And he changes the times and the seasons. Look at that, church. Who's changing the times and the seasons? God is. And watch this. He removes, now y'all, y'all see, now it's special for y'all, for those of us who get upset when certain political people get elected and you get all mad and that's all you think about, that's all you talk about because you don't, under, how many know, you can find out really quick what people really believe by just looking at their Facebook posts. Christian, oh boy, I just get so mad when Christians get all political on Facebook. I trip, I'm like, come on, dude, don't do that. Don't, not, don't. Watch this. Because how many of you believe God is sovereign? We just said that, right? He's in control. That's what it means. So Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says this, and he changes the times and the seasons. God does. <laughs> Watch this. And he removed kings and he raises them up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have no understanding. So God is the one. Watch this, church. Now, y'all listen. listen. If you listen to me, say amen. Listen, he manipulates seasons for our benefit before his glory. Oh, y'all hearing that? See, everything God is doing, oh, God, everything God is doing in the earth is for the sake of you. Are y'all getting this? The church is all about the church. It's all about you and me. We are the people. Everything God is doing, God is manipulating circumstances, situation to usher in what he ultimately wants to bring us into the ultimate glory where we are with him in glory and that we're ruling and reigning forever. Everything God is doing, he is doing for his glory, but for our benefit. So I don't need to get upset. I, need to, I just need to say, look, this is, this is, God is, I don't know why God allowed this person or that person to get in the office. I don't need to, I don't need to, I would just, I just need to have the attitude, okay, God, uh, you're still in control. Because how many know that Washington don't run the world? Washington don't run the country. How many know God does? God runs nations. Y'all understand it. Nations always will do what God wants them to do in the end. 
They're always going to do because God is sovereign. It says in Colossians 1.17, it says, and he is before Jesus all things. And in him, and him, Jesus, all things consist. All things hold together. Proverbs 69 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Isn't that wonderful? Now, God expects us to have plans, right? He wants you to have plans. He says, a, man, a man's mind plans, a man's, man, he, he, a man's heart, he, he plans his way, but the Lord ultimately is going to direct you where he wants you to go. Now, now, why do I say that? And so, because it's important that we must trust the sovereignty of God in no matter what season that you're going through. Because you got to remember everything that I just said to you. You got to remember that, that God has predetermined our days, our boundaries, which means that God is intimately acquainted with every aspect of our lives. We understand that he owns it all. We understand that not only that he owns it, but he controls it all. And watch this, church, and we got to understand that he's working in us. Philippians 2, 13 and 14. Uh, uh, yes, Philippians 2, 13 and 14. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. How many of you believe God is working in you today? How many believe God is working in you? I mean, God is working in you. How many of you believe that God is working in you, even when things are not working favorably as you see it. Do you believe in the same God? You know, it's easy to bless God when everything is going. Are y'all with me? But can, here's the question. Do you bless him? You know, I always look at these sports. You ever watch the sports figures? And, and every time they win, they talk about how God does, you know, how, how the, it was the Lord blessed, da, 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 da. But then when they, when they, when they, they lose, they all, they all upset. So, uh, he's, still, he's still Lord. I mean, how come I don't hear much about God when, you know, because sometimes you got to lose to win. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes that's the way God designed it. Now, watch this, church. Now, so what does now, and, and, and looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm not going to go back over it, but I'll read a couple of verses. Uh, he says, to everything, there's a season, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Time to be born, a time to die, a time to pluck, a time to kill, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. Time to cast away stones. See, he goes. So, so I want to characterize this particular passage. And, and what can we glean from this particular passage about life? Really about how God thinks. Because we want the mind of God. To the extent that we can understand how God thinks, I believe that we will have more peace in our lives. We'll be more confident in our lives. So what does uh, this particular passage teach us? When I say this passage, I'm talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. First of all, God has ordained a time and season to everything. Everybody say everything. So that means there are times and seasons that are attached to your job, your children, and all the parents said amen. There's a time to raise the kids, and there's a time for the kids to what? Oh, don't say that with so much confidence. Season, right? Seasons for our family. Seasons for our money. Seasons where we live. Seasons in relationships and hardships. There's a season for every aspect of life. God has attached a season to it. He said every purpose has a time 
and a season attached. The purpose, what is the purpose? Purpose is the reason for which something is done or it exists. There are seasons and times from which these things operate. This is what this passage teaches us. It also teaches me, watch this church, it teaches us that change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. <laughs> Nobody really likes, how many of you love change? <laughs> how come nobody love, nobody love change? What's up with that? Why do you think that we don't like change? Why do you think that is? Yet, the Bible tells us very clearly that there's going to be, I mean, there's a time for all this stuff, right? He's telling you, he's telling you in this passage, stuff going to change. Nothing is really going to stay the same. And we only like change. Here's the truth. We only like change when we have the power to change it. The reason you don't like change because you don't have no power over what's happening. That's why you don't like change. But if you can change it, you're cool with that. Because <laughs> I'm in what? Janet Jackson, I'm in control. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. All right. So change is inevitable. It's change is inspired by God. I believe a lot of times that we don't get no movement in life because we refuse to change. God is trying to shift us and move us and change us. And we're like, no, and some of us, I'm just, this is the way I am. And this is the way I'm always going to be. You're right. That's where you're always going to be. Why? Because you refuse to change. How many know that God is working in you for a what? Reason. And the reason is going to, if God, how many know God is trying to do what to every one of us? Let's be honest. Change it. He's trying to change your attitude. Yeah, he's trying to change all of that, all that stuff in you that is not consistent with his character. He's changing in us. He's changing situations around us. And oftentimes, these events and changes happen without warning. That's why it says here there's a time to, it says, look, in verse 4, it says there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. He's telling you, well, here's what he was saying. He said, look, there's going to come a point in time where that stuff is going to happen in your life and you're going to cry. When I was at the funeral yesterday of a, a dear friend of mine, a pastor friend in the area, his wife, they just buried her yesterday. Many of you know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, when I was listening to the eulogy yesterday, and the, the preacher did a, a marvelous job. But what he said was, and here's what he said. He said, we were trying to figure out, because this was his mother. He says, now, we were trying to figure out how do we get from minor to major. In other words, he's going to the doctor, the hospital, thinking that they're dealing with something that is minor. But they walk out, and their mother died. He said, he said, and he says, how, 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 do we, how do we get from minor to major? And it's, it's, it's in those moments. If you don't understand the times and seasons and the sovereignty of God, it'll mess you up. Because here was a person, I want, let, me, let me take it. Here was a person that was, hmm, y'all don't want to hear this, but I got to share it anyway. Here was a person that was having great impact in the community. I'm venturing out to say probably some 1,500 to 2,000 people were there. I don't know. It's a large amount of people, dignitaries from all over. All right? 
So she was making a huge impact. I mean, I mean, at, you know, it just, just, just hit 60. I would say 60 ain't old, right? And all of a sudden, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, having a little stomach ache, uh, and all of a sudden you have a heart attack. I mean, life happens fast. Life, set time and see, and it's in those moments that you got to, re- you can't be like, well, God, you know, if, well, well, you know what, uh, you know, he was Lord when everything was going well, man, praising God. But then I'm going through my season where this happened. Where was God? How many know God is still there? You just got to know that's at that moment, you got to believe and understand that God is still Lord over your season and where we don't understand it all. We got to trust his sovereignty, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your what? Own understanding. Don't lean on your own. He's telling you, don't lean on your own understanding. In other words, don't park on your own understanding. Don't camp at your ability to be able to perceive it because, quite frankly, sometimes life will come at you and you have no idea why God allowed it to happen. Now, if that don't sound good, you won't shout and say amen, but it's the truth. And how many know the truth to set people free? Amen. Now, watch this now. And, and so, so sometimes these changes happen. This is what this, this passage tells me. But I want you to understand, God is still, he's still pulling the strings. God is still in control. And for whatever reason, I mean, Enoch, y'all remember Enoch? The Bible says in Genesis, the Bible says Enoch was and then he was not because God took him. Oh, God, why, why did Enoch was a righteous man? Joe was a righteous man. Why did he, why, what's happened? Why is he going through all that? God has appointed times and seasons, and for God's own reason and his alone, sometimes he reveals, sometimes he doesn't. He doesn't. Sometimes he just says, you don't have to trust me on this one. You just got to trust me. But understand, this is a part of life. This is how life happens. And you cannot, as a Christian, when things do not unfold in the way that you want them to unfold, you cannot get mad at God and think that somehow God has abandoned you. When the scripture says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. How many know, as you're a believer, you never, ever lose. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You don't lose. You can't lose. You already won. Death is, listen, for, for the Christian, death is celebration. I would say death is deliverance <laughs> in a whole entirely different way. But from a fleshly standpoint, I understand that we miss people, we love people, we mourn. That's why he said, hey, there's a time to mourn. So we, we want to mourn and we, we, we understand that. But we don't get to the point like Paul said, we don't sorrow as those who have no hope. Are y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? We don't act, we don't cry like, like, like oh, God. We'll jump in the castle, turn the castle over. Oh, God. You know. No, 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 no. We, we just know that, 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 that we can mourn and we can cry and we all that, but there's a certain boldness over our lives because we know we're going to see them again. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? So God uses times and seasons to release us into our destiny. You know, Jesus was 30 years old when he really began his ministry, when he started preaching the gospel. But even Jesus went through seasons of time. He grew up as a baby. He went through all the process. He was still the God man, but he was still developing. But he didn't fully launch out into his ministry. And we, we estimate sometime around 30. He died at about 33 years old. But the Bible says that in the fullness of time, watch this, God sent his son. In other words, at the, at the right time, when it was supposed to happen, 
So God will use seasons and times in order to push us toward our destiny. Seasons and times is, is somewhat of a, if I can put it to you this way, it, it, could, it, it could be a training ground. It, it, is, it is how God prepares you. How did God prepare the children of Israel for the, for the promised land? How is God preparing you, like, like, like whatever you're going through, from the moment you got saved? Now, someone's got saved out of some terrible stuff. So sometimes it takes a while to get out of some of that stuff, to get out of some of those mindsets. Are y'all hearing me? And so God have to take us through seasons and times in order to get us there. I'm trying to get you to understand that, that whatever season, you need to embrace it. You need to understand it, and you need to continue to worship God all the way through it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So this passage teaches us also that we would, here's, 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 here's another one of these things, that we're going to have good times and we're going to have some bad times, right? That's isn't that what the passage is telling us? You can have some good times and you can have some times that are not so good. That's life. It's not always going to be peaches and cream. It's not always going to be, uh, what's that favorite ice cream I like? I don't really eat anymore, but Jerry's, uh, what's his name? Ben and, it ain't always going to be Ben and Jerry. <laughs> so the passage tells me right up front. I mean, he's telling me, man, this is going to be time. This is what we go through. So I understand that. So, But here's the confidence I have. The Bible says that God causes all things. Everybody say all things. Here's the, here's the beauty of it now. So they may not all be good, but God is going to cause all things to work for my good. Watch this. All things includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so God takes all of that, and God somehow, we don't know how he do it. It's almost, it's, it's a miracle. Like I, I mean, I'm going I'm to stand in miracle. How many of you believe that you're a miracle sitting, right? I mean, I'm really, I'm a, I'm a mess. <laughs> We're all, I mean, it's a, God, God takes God takes this old country boy who's, you know, got issues and says, I'm going to call you. I'm going to equip you to do something marvelous. Never thought possible. Never imagined. But God took all of my bad situations, my messed up family life, all the ridicule that I received as a kid, all the name calling. God took all of that when it was bad at the time, but God flipped it for my good. You can have confidence today that whatever you're going through, God is manipulating it to turn out for your good. But you got to trust them in the process. So how do we respond? So I want, I want to do this in a few minutes because I'm, I'm running behind. So how do, we, how do we respond to the various seasons of life? How do we respond? Everybody say stay faithful. Stay faithful. Bible says a faithful man will abound in blessings. In fact, the apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul talked about when God called him into ministry, one of the criteria that Paul had, watch this. Paul said, God counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. See, how many know, see, one thing, you got to stay faithful. That means that you can't be in and out with God. You either in or you out. You can't be like, oh, one minute. How many know the, the just like I talked about, y'all hear me talk about just like in exercising and staying in shape. How many know the key to exercising is consistency? Most people never, ever have a lifestyle of exercise because they're not what? They're not consistent. So you got to stay faithful. Everybody say stay faithful. 
Jesus said, when I come back, and everybody knows he's, you know he's coming back, say amen. He said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? In other words, will I find a people who are believing me? But some of us, man, we're in and out. We're up and down. Oh, you know. No, you got to stay faithful when you're seasoned. Whatever season you're going through, stay faithful. Be consistent. Do what God called you to do. And then watch this. Pray about everything. Now, why is prayer so important? Because prayer keeps you anchored while you're in your seasons. Prayer kind of a, see, the more you pray, I say the more you pray, the more that you'll find yourself at peace, the more you'll find yourself in, in sync with God because you're spending time in his presence and you're bringing him everything. It's a conversation that you're having with God on a regular basis. So we need to, we need to pray. That's how we respond in our seasons. God give revelations. How many know when we pray, God will, God will reveal some things? Thirdly, thirdly, we need, no, don't quit. Look at neighbor say, don't quit. The Bible says, let us not grow weary in doing well, for in due season we'll reap if we do not faint. See, the verse suggests that sometimes it's going to be tough. Sometimes you're going to feel like quitting. Anybody, how many know that sometimes you feel like quitting? But you can't always go on how you feel. See, the promised harvest that we all believe in. See, the promised harvest await those who endure and not those who quit. You see? So, so the, whole point of, the whole point of this is, is that he says, in due season, everybody say due season. In other words, there's a season that the harvest is going to come, but you can't quit in the process. You got to stay with it. You got to keep going. You got to keep believing. You got to keep sowing. Keep, keep cultivating. Keep watering. Keep doing all the necessary things. He says, because in the right time, you will reap if you don't faint. So the harvest await those who don't quit. Then we need to realize that God's timing and his time frame is different from ours. See, when you're going through different seasons in life, understand that God's time. You know, the Bible says that uh, in, the, in Isaiah chapter 55, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. That's a real scriptural way of saying that we're crazy. <laughs> God says, my thoughts are much higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. In other words, where we are, we're not nowhere near where we need to be mentally. So that's why we got to seek God. We have to seek God all the time. We have to talk to him. Why? Because we don't have the mind of God. We have to seek him on a regular basis. He says, beloved, uh, do not forget this one thing that uh, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So it tells me something that when I'm going through different seasons, God's time frame, his timing, it's all different than mine. Quit putting God in a box. Stop trying to control God. Our job is to seek him and allow him to do what he will. Our job is to get on his page. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's to get on his page. So lastly, ah, oh, there's a couple things. I'm going to cut some things out. Mm, 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 mm. See what happens See when the preacher miss time? I come back, I got all this stuff in me. I got it, and I don't have much time, so I'm trying to, I got to finish. Last week they told me, uh, somebody in the church, they ain't going to say who it was, Brother Ray, it's like, yeah, we got out. We didn't, we didn't stick around as, 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 as oh, sorry, brother. Uh, he said, we weren't, we weren't in church as long. It was like a hint, hint. Uh, 
See, I don't think I don't get them hints. I just ignore them hints. No, just, uh, so, um, so, we need to, so um, we need to move in faith and not emotions, right? That's another thing. Your emotions are up and down. How many know I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, you got, how many you got this morning, you won't feel that great? Emotionally, you was like, eh. You know, your emotion, man, one minute you can be like rejoicing, next minute. How many know that you will never, ever get where you want to go in God if you live by your emotions? You got to put your emotions, you got to beat your pulse. So that I got to beat my flesh every day. How many know your emotions, your, 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 the, the way you feel is just that? You got to do what God tells you to do in spite of what it feels like, even in spite of what it looks like. And listen, and stop blaming other people and start taking responsibility. How many know that nobody can make you do anything? Nobody can make you do anything. You did it because you wanted to. Mm, I'll let, let that simmer for a minute. And then lastly, come on, our brother. We need, when we're going through our various seasons in life, we need to bless the Lord at all times. See, Psalm says this, 30, Psalm 34.1 says, he says, um, I will bless the Lord at all times. Watch this. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Now, here's what that simply mean. That when it's going good for me, I'm going to bless them. When it's not going, how many know that a lot of times when people have stuff happen, uh, you, you ever watch this? Now, I'm not picking on nobody because I want everybody to come to church, but I just got to tell the truth. Where you been, brother? Nah, I just been going through some things. So you go through some things so you spend less time in the things of God with the people of God. But it seemed to me if you've been going through some things, that's the time to draw nearer to God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, oh, brother, I can't. I just been going. No, he said, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. When it's going good, when it's going well, when I understand, when I don't understand, it doesn't matter. God's praises are always going to come shouting from my mouth. Why? Because my season is under his lordship. It's under his lordship. The conclusion of the matter. In Ecclesiastes, you should read this book. It's a wonderful book. Solomon wrote this book, and right near the end, he says this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, he says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing whether good or evil. So here's what, here's what the writer came to conclusion. He's basically saying this, that as we're going through seasons and times in life, we need to keep our focus on him. We need to remember that we're accountable to God and for how we respond in these various seasons that we're experiencing in life, how we respond, how many know we're going to have to give an account to God for it? How we respond, how we act. And so we need to embrace what God is doing. We need to have trust that whatever it is, even when we don't understand, even sometimes when it hurts, every head is bowed, every eye is closed.